I'm Randy. One day while cleaning out the closet of my old bedroom, I stumbled upon a three-part time capsule I'd made in 1998 when I turned 13. I meticulously detailed every part of my life, from an itemized list of school crushes to a report on the top five trends that year. Obviously, Tamagotchi, hair mascara, and blow-up chairs were among them. It's hilariously delusional and heartwarming as fuck. So join me as I look back at all the things that made growing up in the 90s so rad. And together we'll unbox Capsule 98. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Capsule 98, the podcast that goes inside my brain when I was 13. And uh, if you haven't already, you have to rate and re- review us on Apple Podcasts or else you cannot be our friends. And by ours, I mean mine. Uh Today we are joined by two very special guests, Amy Wood and Kyrell Grant of Drunk Feminist Films. Hi. Hey guys. What's up? What's up with you? Thank you for having us on. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm no. really excited. And, <laughs> and you know, okay, so first of all, tell me a little bit about Drunk Feminist Films. So Drunk Feminist Films, our, our slogan is kind of, um, we would rather than... We would rather laugh than cry at a patriarchy in pop culture. So the idea being that like all of our faves are problematic, um, and we are sort of aware of it, but we want to sort of figure out a way to like enjoy pop culture without having our feminism sort of kill it for us. So we do like drinking games. Um, we have screenings pretty regularly at the Royal, and we do webisodes. You can check us out everywhere at Drunk Feminist Films. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And what are some movies? So obviously we're here to talk about the nineties, but what are some movies? I also just noticed somebody is looking at us from across the way. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if he's looking at us or he's just creepily there. Um, anyway, but (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what are some movies that, because I've been to your screenings before and there are some that are like so joyous and then some that are so like damaging because you're like do I have to hate this movie now so what are some movies that you guys love that now you hate or like feel weird about um I really this is a hard one I think because there's I feel like I've always been like maybe too hypercritical of movies so for me it's like this is a nice way to be critical but also to like laugh about it Mm -hmm. um I don't know maybe I'd say like Cruel Intentions which is a movie I like never really thought about And then I, wa- I like rewatched it for like drunk phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is like a real journey. That was the one that I actually, that was the first one I, that was the first screening I ever came to for Drunk Feminist Films. And, films, and I remember there was like this, like all of the scenes where he's like the hottest, like you guys were just ripping into him. And I was like, shut up. He's so hot. <laughs> we did Reality Bites a couple of weeks ago. And oh, that's no. when we're like, when I watched it as a kid. I think I probably just thought it was a really good movie and all the boys are really cute and I probably really identified with, you know, Winona Ryder and Janine Garofalo, but like watching it back, which I hadn't done in adulthood, it's so bad. Like everything is bad about it. Ethan Hawke is a terrible character. There's no way that it's feasible that people were supposed to side with him and like want him to end up with Winona Ryder at the end. He's like really gaslighty, really like just yeah. mean. No, he's the worst. And like, and that was... That was her love interest. That she, That's the happy ending. Like, she ends up, spoiler, it's like a 15-year-old movie, sorry. But Winona ends up with Ethan Hawke at the end, and it's like, I think no one could take any pleasure in that in the screening. What Once we had seen it, like, with our eyes open. 
So yeah, sometimes it kills, but I think it like it renews it in a fun way to like reopen like the the pop culture tome, and like and canon and and explore it with like your feminist friends and like rag on it collectively as opposed yeah. to like alone yeah. in a room of people who maybe don't side with you. No, it was like I know we did like save the last dance, which was <laughs> it was just really great to sit in a room with two other people. And we all come to the agreement that Julia Stiles is just the worst. Just yeah. the worst. I think our consensus was save the first dance, Julia Stiles. <laughs> just stop it from happening. Uh, yeah, that the I'm really glad I didn't come to the Reality Bites one because I feel like that just would have hurt me so deeply. But yeah, agree. Troy, Troy Dyer is the worst. He sucks. But also so hot. Can we say I, that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was kind of into Ben Stiller and his old teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Like his old hairline and his old teeth kind of got me. I mean, I reference, you know, the um, the clip of Reality Bites that they produce, like that his his yes. t- television channel produces. I reference the aesthetic of that all the time. I'm like, I want to make a TV show and I want it to look like Reality Bites from Reality Bites. And it just says pizza. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> mm, I want to be somebody when I'm older or something along the lines of that. Yeah, it's, oh. I actually, yeah, that is your aesthetic, actually. <laughs> um, so true to drunk feminist films, we are going to go through some iconic movies of 1998 that we, you know, loved or liked circa 1998 that many of them are in, that many of them are actually in my time capsule that I saw and oh you know what I should have brought my ratings I would love to compare my ratings a la 98 as as of right now because I probably anything that we're going to rip shit out of I probably like five star <laughs> back in 98 you can find it later and post it on your Instagram yeah exactly <laughs> exactly guys look on my Instagram although you know I did actually have a I did have I did have a um a habit of sort of self-editing like be like I remember wild things was on there and I think I rated it like two stars and I was like perverted and confusing <laughs> but you loved it but I probably was like so turned on and just was like confused by it <laughs> I'm like am I supposed to be so into Denise Richards two out of ten <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly like mom if you're looking at this like I hated it and I didn't even go see it it was somebody else <laughs> um okay so our first movie movie is something about Mary another like very very popular movie at the time um it's about yeah what's it about is it a Kevin Smith movie no it's a Farrelly Brothers oh Farrelly Brothers I was like who 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 made it yeah I remember Matt Dillon being in it yes for some reason (laughs) so I think it's about this woman Mary played by Cameron Diaz yeah and she is hot and she was Ben Stiller's first love as, as a high school student. And he was like a total nerd and <coughs> nobody wanted to date him or whatever. But she was always super sweet to him. And then he rediscovers her or he goes to stalk her maybe. Yeah. And she's dating Matt Dillon. Is that true? I feel like Matt Dillon is also stalking her from what yes. I remember yes. of the movie. I haven't seen it in like a while. But I remember like I feel like they're both like competing for her but both like stalking her. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the plot of the movie is in the title. Like, it's like, there's something about Mary. What it is about this woman who we can't, like, we can't get her out of our head. It's like, you know, she's and it's the, like, she's hot. She's <laughs> like the proto manic pixie dream girl. Like, I feel like she's like hapless. She's sort of clumsy and, and goofy. Um, and obviously she's extremely hot. And yeah, I think these men like stalk, like light stalk her. Yeah. And then remember, she also has a friend who's like, like that British guy or something and he's like her kind of like hapless friend and then turns out that he's also stalking her and he's like not even British or whatever yeah I'm pretty sure the movie is like where everyone is secretly stalking Mary and she does and she thinks everyone is like her friend and has her best interests at heart and they don't and then there's the like scene with the hair jizz which is and she doesn't know 
Yes. But she's got jizz in her hand and she puts it in her. That's like literally all I feel like I remember. <laughs> Is that a hair gel? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I can use No, 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 don't, don't, you don't have to. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I just ran out. Thoughts. Thoughts first. Well, okay, so I just like I had to Google the plot again to remind myself because now that I'm in it again, I'm like, oh, this old thing. Um, like, isn't the plot of this movie that like everyone lies to her, so she has like no sense of her own reality? So, like, so he's trying to win her heart by like mm-hmm. making up all these lies about himself and trying to like get into her life. And so, yeah, essentially, it's just like she's like living in a web of lies and really at the mercy of these horrible men. I don't know. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I just I remember being there because I didn't see it when it first came out because I was like too young and my parents were like slightly strict. And then I watched it. We went like we went on a class trip, and for some reason the teacher had brought along like the un like uncensored version. I love how your parents wouldn't allow you to watch <laughs> it, but then your teacher was like, "Let's watch this." Well, I think she I think she thought she like had brought the censored version. It was like oh, okay. And she put it on. We we're like literally on like one of those five hour bus trips, and she's like, "Just like nobody tell your parents that like." We saw this. <laughs> oh my god! I was like very unimpressed by it, and I think I like fell asleep because I was like, uh, I don't know, I just wasn't. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess this is funny. Like, but like, yeah. Or also just maybe not getting some of the jokes, just being like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> I mean, that happens a lot with like '90s movies where you're like, you thought you were laughing at the right things, and you just like never were laughing at the right things. Well, like that's the thing. I'm like, I was twelve. Like, I, I was twelve in '98, so I'm trying to think if I would have even gotten the hair jizz joke the first round I mean I think I probably would have but it would have been like cusp for me you know like I would have just started to understand that kind of humor so yeah I feel like if I watched there's something about Mary now I'd just be like a lot of the humor would be very different my eyes would be open (laughs) you know who's like also like a secret icon I mean my most favorite character in the entire movie is Magda her like tan mom neighbor do you remember Magda, yes. who's like the old woman yeah. who's like overly tanned? Yeah. I feel like she wore a leopard print bikini. I'm yeah. remembering that. She's definitely like a style icon, I would say. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I also, I just always like those characters. Just like when the foil or just like the, there's just a, like an old person on the scene. <laughs> I feel like there's like, that's like sort of a rom-com thing where there's just like, sometimes there's like a sage, like sometimes it's a wise old man and sometimes it's like a like the cougar from next door. Yeah. Oh, it's always a good character. And what would you rate this? I mean, we haven't seen the whole movie, but what would you rate this as a scale of one to 10 of like offensive versus enjoyable? Like, where's the scale? I want to give it four fake Matt Dillon mustaches out of 10. (laughs) It's like, I I definitely laughed at some moments. Like, I know the part where he like gets his dick stuck in a zipper. Classic. It's a great one. Classic humor. But um, for the most part, I was like, eh, not really. Yeah. Not loving it. I just, because the thing, I haven't rewatched it in so long because I've never had any desire to be like, I gotta revisit that movie. <laughs> yeah, there's not nothing much like too endearing about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, the if the premise is that, like, all these men are lying to Mary and then they let her, you know, non consensually put jizz in her hair, <laughs> I don't like it. May, give me another one of these va- vodka things and I might come around, but I'm just not sure. Okay, so so far it has like four Matt Dillon fake mustache. All right. Okay, well, moving on. Out of a possible two. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Ever After, which is another movie. I mean, have you seen it recently? It's on Netflix. I've seen it like semi recently. Okay. Like, I've rewatched it. So then I think you should tell us what it's about. Yeah, what's it about? It is, yeah, like basically retelling the Cinderella story, but it's like Drew Barrymore with like. Some type of accent. We cannot identify what it is. Definitely, like, European. 
Somewhere in Europe? Yeah, yeah. vaguely European. Yeah, it's, like, it's basically supposed to be set in, like, the middle, like, yeah, that, the Renaissance era. And it's, like, her, and then Angelica Houston's the evil, step, like, stepmother. And there's, like, kind of two stepsisters. And um, also, like, Da Vinci, isn't it? As yeah, a minor character? godmother character, I guess, is <laughs> Leonardo Da Vinci. So, because the writers wanted to show us they know history. So, he's just <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> well, it factors into the plot, right? Because, like, the painting is how, isn't the painting, right. like, how yes. he wins her, you know, wins her back or whatever. It's, like, the, I don't know. It's, like, the wedding gift or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, and also, like, I mean, it has, like, a little bit of a tinge of feminism to it because she's the one who kind of ends up rescuing the prince, yeah. like, multiple times. Yeah. And she's, like, sold into slavery, basically. Like, sort yeah, of weird, ch- like, there's some kind weird of, like, weird... Chattel slavery. Her, like, yeah. yeah, Angelica Houston sells her. Yes. Yeah, sells her off. And she, like, rescues herself and, like, you know, stages a coup of, like, one and gets out of there. So, yeah, no, I feel like this was, like, the, like, this was the Cinderella story retold sort of with, like, an empowered flair to it. Yeah. But, you know, at the end, at its heart, it's still, like, a story about this woman who, like... Oh, like the the end is still she needs her prince. Like there's no, you know, like she still ends up with the prince at the end, right? This yeah. isn't like her riding off into the sunset with someone different or like no. alone forever. So yeah, there's no like period where she's like, I'm gonna decompress for a bit because yeah. I've essentially <laughs> been like in a, uh, like slave for my family for like several years. Yeah, I'm just gonna get married right away. So still Fine. follows most of the like pl- like very like very very heteronormative plot conventions that we've come to know and love. I mean, but she's very independent. Yeah, <laughs> is that? Is that how she's I don't going? know. It's like, it's more about, yeah, I think like it's more about the mouth curving. It's like very independent. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's I need to watch a clip to remind because I, I feel my, my hypothesis is that like they wanted her to be British, but obviously that was not an, that was a no go for Drew B. <laughs> so they were like, well, can you do as close as possible? I also love like movies that are vaguely about like Europe in quotation marks and everybody just has like a British accent. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like movies yeah. about France and they're all like, I declare. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. I'm like, is this not like Italy? Yeah. It's like Vinci. the Vinci is there? Oh yeah, you're right. It probably is supposed to be Italy or like, like no one's like no one's Italian. Really? Where? Okay. Where? <laughs> okay. While we're watching this clip, Amy is going to Google <laughs> what I'm, magical I'm land <laughs> this is supposed to be from. Please, Daniel. Say it again. I'm sorry. No. The part where you said my name. The hardest part of this is, no offense to anyone named Danielle, it's a lovely name, but it's not like no. an iconic no. fairy tale name. And so when she's like, say my name, and he's like, Danielle. <laughs> it just really loses its edge for me. It's, it would have been amazing if it was like Jessica. <laughs> Ke- Kelly. It's really funny because like, I think like, yeah, semi-recently I tried to get a group of friends to like watch it and everyone was like, no, Drew Barrymore is like the worst actress of all time. What? And I was so offended. I was like, I find her... So endearing, and it's like I think she's pretty universally like well liked. Yeah, I was like, guys, I can't believe I'm I'm hearing all this Drew Barrymore slander, and I think it's like a it's like as far as like retelling of fairy tales go, it's like not bad. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like they yeah they gave her some agency. I feel like that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this the premise is still like this guy she met one time at a ball, like chases her to the ends of the <laughs> earth, and she like agrees to marry him. I also love that he's like, yo, you're still poor, you're poor, but like I still fuck with you. And that's the whole like plot. He's just like, it's yeah, okay. well, 
he had okay. to come to terms with it. Yeah, he he's like, to- I, I thought about it, and I'm okay with you being poor. <laughs> yeah, capitalism is crazy. Um, yeah, this I looked it up. This is supposed to be set in France. So what? They're taking a page from Beauty and the Where? Beast with the, with the British accents. <laughs> and also, why is Da Vinci in France? I don't. It you, li- I like how this is the big, like the only reason we're like questioning it because Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah, just like. France, okay, yeah, really okay. Another, another, like another iconic side character is really is Angelica Houston. I mean, she's yes. supposed to be like evil, but she plays it so well. Yeah, Angelica Houston is the witch of my dreams. Like, she's so good. She's I don't know. yeah. I watch her in anything. Yeah, yeah. No, she's a. Well, she's like Morticia Adams. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just yeah. Morticia Adams. Like, yeah, and she's also like the 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 witch from the witches. Yeah, Ugh. she's just kind of she's good at being evil. She's good at being bad. Yeah, she's got she's got like a like a vixen sort of face, which like is ironic. Really I never thought of it, but her her name is Angelica. It should be called like Demonica. Demonica. <laughs> it's a chic name. Um, okay, so like moving on to ro- another romance. I mean, every movie on this list is a romance. You know what? 1998 was such a good year for movies. Can Hell? I just say? Like, yeah. I feel like it's something about, there's something about Marion Ever After are both like, they're, they're like kind of not bottom of the barrel for me, but like, yeah. they're not the most important movies. Well, I didn't but realize, yeah, I didn't they're realize. They're still iconic. Yeah, they're still pretty, like, I didn't realize how many like movies that I really love came out in 98 when I like actually Googled and went through the list. I was like, oh shit, damn. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hit. yeah it's it's a it's an iconic year like in my for life movies that yeah. lived on in syndication yep. yes like <laughs> absolutely you know, we could yeah those are on all the time on, so, on slice or whatever moving on to can't hardly wait another movie that have you seen recently yeah we were we, i watched it today okay yeah. because i am a little foggy on it so explain well, it's the day, it's like the day of graduation. Yeah. And so it's all the, the senior class are going to a party. And so the premise is sort of, it's just like the, it's the gathering of everybody at this, like at this party and, and like everyone is going, even the nerds. Um, but the nerds are like hatching a plot to, to like, you know, do yeah. to get payback from, from the popular guy, mm-hmm. um, Mike Dexter, astronaut Mike Dexter's. <laughs> origin story yeah. I guess there's like a couple subplots going on it's what's his face is trying to get he has had a crush on like Jennifer Love Ethan Embry Ethan Embry oh, yes yeah. he's, and he's so like, cute in this movie he is and the whole like the whole movie is him trying to get this like well he gives her the letter but him trying to like confess his love to her because she's just perfect. to Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah who's just perfect. say her, her name <laughs> in fall I'm like I assume you'll Google, Google image search all of them and you must her hair in this movie is so good it's very voluminous and her boobs are good her she's like good. yeah she's like the 90s dream like she was pretty doing, much this was peak Neutrogena ad Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt so she was just looking her best. <laughs> she really was. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. She was. She was the shit. She's very cute. Yeah. So everybody loves her. Also, it's yeah, kind of another like something about Mary plot line where everybody's trying to get with her a little bit. Yeah, slightly. Where like you mentioned the scene where like everyone's just like she's walking to the party and everyone's just like oh, you're so hot, like you're beautiful. It's like. I was like, I relate to that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kyrell every time she goes into Shopper's Drug Mart. Everyone's like, who are you? What are you doing later? Um, yeah, well, the thing that I like, so I, I like this movie a lot. I feel like I this was one where like I, I watched it a lot when I was a teen, but um, uh, Ethan Embry, like the, the main plot of Ethan Embry trying to like deliver this love letter to Jennifer Love Hewitt is very cute, but then you realize like he has never said two words to her in his whole life. Like his own his the reason he fell in love with her is because they both had 
they were both eating a pop tart on the first day of school, and then he took <laughs> that as like a sign. And I, I feel don't like that. this is like a real thing for me, and especially doing like drunk feminist film screenings over the years. This is like a um, this is a motif that you'll notice in a lot of teen movies where it's just like some guy or some girl is like super in love or you know infatuated with someone and like they know nothing about them and and like he is chasing this sort of like ideal of a woman and he's never spoken two words to her um and then she's supposed to do a bunch of emotional labor you know for him like now he's confessing all this stuff in a letter and she's supposed to read that and like react and respond to it i just look it's a lot to ask someone yeah just on the basis of a pop tart like come on i don't know like just got on this like like a long-term relationship there's like so much going on she just broke up with mike dexter she needs to yeah she's about to take off for college i don't know it's a lot it's a lot to ask of her i mean i think but i mean the only thing i will say in defense of can hardly wait is that I mean, maybe not in high school, but it, when you were a lot younger, like how many people did you were like quote unquote were your boyfriends like in grade six when you literally did not say a word to them? You would just like hold their hand, not even hold their hand, sometimes not even talk to them, and that was like your boyfriend, and that was your like first love. Yeah, like this. This is the age of getting a devastating crush on someone just like having seen them, and you like invent all of these fantasies about them. And yes. if you do have a relationship, yes, you are just like sitting alone, like side by side and not talking and sometimes not even my boyfriend my first boyfriend in grade six I never even like was beside him I don't think but he was my boyfriend <laughs> did you like did you aim chat did you ICQ like no how did you meet? no I think we met in the schoolyard and then I was just like had a crush on him and then I think somebody asked him for me like yeah, yeah. if he would be my boyfriend and he was like okay like tell her yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> and then you never spoke again no we would just like stare at each other from across the hall or oh, like stare cute. at each other from across the like yard yeah and then i don't remember why we broke up but maybe it was because we didn't talk to each other yeah that's well, an I, ideal relationship i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah you're right you're right yeah i mean i don't want to be a buzzkill i just feel like at like 18 you're almost like a fully formed human that's like, it true it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean you know everything about relationships but i do think it was like the message you know like Ethan Embry is the, like, he's the protagonist. You are rooting for this guy to, like, get this letter to her, for her to open it. And, of course, like, spoiler. Again, it's been a long time. Go see this movie. <laughs> um, but, you know, she ends up with him at the end, and it's this very romantic thing. But I, you know, I just and take umbrage. I take umbrage with the fact that they don't know each other at all. Another funny thing about how they end up together. Don't they end up together, but they, like, go to different schools or something? Yes. And they're like, see you never. It's like, a, continuation. It's doomed. It's, but, yeah, you're right. It's totally doomed. Like, there's no basis. There's no, there's no, you know... Anyway, I don't know. It's like a, it's, everyone looks really good in it. And it was, I was talking to Kyrell about this because like, to me, it's like not to be too dark, but it's like pre-Columbine. And I think that there is something about teen movies that happened in the space where there hadn't been like tragedies and they hadn't started to try to deal with like what types of people commit these atrocities. So you get all the subcultures like kind of represented in a movie and it's not like, there's no darkness yeah, like it. even the weirdos are like kind of just like doing their thing and they're just chilling with their friends in the schoolyard well, it's funny because it's like i feel like when i rewatched the movie I, I wonder if the writers like wrote this movie and like this is like super like subversive we're like focusing on like outsiders and i'm like but like they're not really i'm like very old i don't know traditionally like good looking attractive kids oh absolutely like, well i'm like they're all like pretty normal and like chill this is not I mean, that's like she's all that when they would yeah, have to make her thing. over, and you're like, uh, no. Yeah. You're like, oh, she was such a hideous troll before. Now she's beautiful because she took her glasses off. Yeah, you're right. There's no, like, like straight up, like, hids people in a movie. 
No, like, okay, like even Seth Green with his goggles. I'm oh, like, totally. Oh, I would have so had a crush on you. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, unfortunately, I mean, he says a lot about me. It's he's like, pretty. Definitely. He's like that's like his role. That is yeah. his best role ever. Like ever in life. Yeah, no, I, I really like. <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> Seth Green in this film. Amanda, I love you. Listen, um, I know that must sound really strange, but I've always, excuse me, I've always felt that there was this unspoken connection between us, and ever since the first time that I saw you when you were holding my favorite Pop-Tart, and the truth is, I'm leaving tomorrow, and if we could go someplace... Oh, you know what? That is enough. That is enough. God, I haven't even been single for, like, five minutes. And already, already, you think that I am just going to strip off my clothes and do you right here because I don't know. I don't know. You imagine that we shared some intimate moment that you have probably been drooling over for the past four years. God, you know, how sick and deluded are you? You know what? Why don't you just go off and get yourself a goddamn life, asshole? Thanks, man. That's the funniest thing I've seen all night. Wow. And then she reads his letter and decides that she's also in love with him. Right. Yeah, I know. I love that they're both like, we love Kurt Vonnegut. Like, that's the basis of a great relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loving Kurt Vonnegut and, and Pop-Tarts. Just the lowest I mean, common denominator <laughs> Tinder profile stuff. I mean, but again, 1998, that is enough. Yeah, no, truly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she read him to filth. And then, yeah, they, you know. 20 minutes cinema time later, they're lip-locking in a, in a train station. Um, oh, I just wanted to shout out Lauren Ambrose in this movie. She's like oh, a good yeah. character. She's, like she's the, a good one. She's the sulky nerd um, who ends up with Seth Green. But I just, I really, I think we all fell in love with her in this. She had like a really good haircut. She was very androgynous. She was very moody. I just, I just. She's sort of the most like relatable woman. Like, like part of me watching that Jennifer Love Hewitt thing is like, that ate me. The, the, like, that ate me. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, when she was like, I have been single for, like, a minute. I'm like, bitch, like, fuck you. Well, I think yeah. the first time I watched it, I assumed that, like, Ethan and, like, her, like, Lauren Ambrose's character would, like, end up together. I thought so, too, yeah. I really, really, like, oh, they're, like, so. Because they're best friends. Right? Then I was, in like, the good version of the movie, they end up together, I think. Like, in the, what, the movie that should have happened. I mean, but who can resist Seth Green also, so. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> she hit it. So, yeah. He has so those weird dreads. Feminist oh, rating on this movie? Ten Seth Rogen goggles. I mean, Seth Green goggles. <laughs> I want to give it a solid, like, seven. Seven out of ten, I think. All right. Yeah. That's good. I feel like that's a great rating. Like, I definitely think people should watch it. It's pop culture canon, and it's really it's really fun. And, oh, my God, there are, like, at least two Smash Mouth songs on the soundtrack. <laughs> so if that's not, like, going to get you hooked, I don't know will. So, yeah, I, I do think it's a really fun pop culture canon. I think, like, you know, you have to just be okay knowing that, like, it's, it's you know, yeah. it's the day in the life. So there's a lot of surface level uh, relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it's, it's also like, yeah, pop culture canon for sure, but also like the most archetypal, like you said, like high school movie where yeah. like when we saw this, I mean, like I'm speaking for everybody, but I feel like when you saw this, you were like, that is what my life is going to be like. Like that is what high school is going to be like. And yes. all, it's like the iconic party <laughs> scenes, like where you're just like, this is going to be my life. Yeah. Like walk into a party, you know, everybody like, you know, everybody's getting drunk. Also, just like because it's 1998 and it is a and it is a Hollywood movie, there are like 
maybe two people of color in the entire in, yeah. a, in an ensemble cast. Like, there's no specific reason. You're counting Seth Green as one of the people of color <laughs> in this film, right? <laughs> That's so generous of you, and like, he is so happy. Um, yeah, like it's not. It's like a super white movie, so like for, you know, it's not representative in, in any way. So you really have to know that it's just like extremely, extremely white. And one of the people of color just said, "I got a boner when we were at the Sop Hawk." Yeah, like they're not. Well, that's like the second line he got in the whole movie. It's not good. It's not. It's not good. Okay, so maybe like a, a six. Yeah, six is I think very generous. Fair. Yeah, I think a very fair rating for this film. Okay, so. I I don't even know where to go next. Okay, so Practical Magic. Let's go to Practical Magic because okay. um, I'm feeling a little bit of alcohol and I'm feeling like I am part of a witch's like, <laughs> culture a little bit. <laughs> yeah, can I just say the hospitality at Capsule 98 Podcast is very... I've been <laughs> drinking this like dirty... Um, it's a dirty martini. I was trying to come up with like a better, um, it's a jizz-tini. <laughs> yeah, I was going to call it like, something about vodka. Um, whatever. It's <laughs> there great. is just something about vodka. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, oh, practic- yeah, pra- I rewatched Practical Magic for the podcast cause I wanted to like be up on it. It's been a long, it's been a long time. Kyrell, do, like, do you know what it's about? Yeah. I like watched it for the first time, like a couple months ago and it's just, it's very peak nineties cause like Sandra Bullock is looking so beautiful in it oh my god the the two of them are crazy her hair in it is ridiculous it's so good this is everything about tiny glasses nicole kidman exactly glasses on oh my god yeah the scene the scene where she's like originally where they have the original mom well hold on well let's talk about the plot first so which is yeah it's natural born witches yeah two witches their sisters uh there's been a curse placed on them that if they I think either of them find true love, the true love will die. Yes. And so Sandra Bullock goes off, gets married, has a great husband and two kids, and his her husband is, like, killed, and, like, obviously, because, like, he is her true love. And Nicole Kidman's life is kind of going awry, where she's... Doesn't, doesn't Sandra Bullock's husband get killed by, like, an ice cream truck or something? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. something crazy, <laughs> like, a crazy accident where he's, like, trying to help a kid, and he, like, gets yeah, run yeah, over. Yeah, yeah worst possible he's, way i think he's he's a farmer he's like a farmer's market guy and yeah, he gets killed. yeah he they gets have like a very wholesome life in like connecticut or something yeah, yeah. like cute kids are going to the farmer's market her husband obviously tragically killed while helping they have a small wholesome child. life in salem massachusetts yeah exactly <laughs> which is an adorable <laughs> suburb by now <laughs> and then like nicole kidman has gone the other route and she's like shacked up with a guy they're living in like a motel or something and he's just like terrible and the worst and then Spoiler alert, she kills him, and then uh, she enlists the help of her sister, Sandra Bullock, to, like, to bring him bo- back. Bring him back. To, oh, yeah, bring him back to life. But yeah. She, like, yeah. And then I think disaster strikes. Yeah, he, like, comes alive through her or something, mm-hmm. and then they had to get rid of him. Yeah. I was, at a, I was at a cottage this weekend, and it was just a very, like, OTT night. <laughs> and at one point, we were playing um, beer pong, and one, night, one side of the table was men, and one side of the table was women. Um, and we just decided to, like fuck with them or something i should mention that they're all gay so this is really not like a big like gender like separation but we decided to fuck with them and go like tits out and everybody else was just like bras out and i took that to mean like full tits out and i was just like threatening everybody with my boobs all night and then at one point we were all just playing the game like with ourselves and all the guys were outside filming us through through the window and we literally looked like practical magic like we were like literally like banging our boobs like just like, like we literally 
literally like like the scene where they like are conjuring like a witch's brew. You were it was like solstice and you were like a having thousand a thousand percent. Thing. That's wonderful. I yeah. mean I like I don't think that like doing playing beer pong precludes you from being in a coven and having like a real Thank you. Like, I assume most covens play yeah. beer pong <laughs> as part of being a witch. Competitive beer sports are it's part like, of it. Yeah, except if you're in a witch's coven, it's like levitation, like levitating beer pong. Yeah. It sounds uh, lit. It honestly sounds like that. It sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> really fun. Invite me next time. Um, yeah, practical magic. Okay, so what can I what can I say? Like, first of all, the hairstyles are so good. So Sandra Bullock, the bangs, the floofy bangs, uh, Nicole Kidman's entire aesthetic because she kind of is the darker sister yes. like she goes in this sort of like more somber like she's very like visceral and she obviously is like into like in tune with her sexuality um she like she has like a very she's very moody like damn she's so good in this movie and then it's stalker channing and mm-hmm. diane weist are mm. the like the, i wanted the to steps, know more yeah I want, are they the ants or they're the, the, the ants yeah. yeah i want to know more about them i'm like i'm very interested you take like two single ladies living in salem like just your whole life yeah as witches what do you what have you gotten up to <sighs> they're and they're like so this is the thing like it is essentially a matriarchal movie so it's these it these ants that take in these girls and there's no father figure they they're they're all cursed with this thing where they can't ever find love so they just they seem to have like on the surface very happy lives together they're just like eating chocolate not brushing their teeth playing by their own <laughs> rules like it just seems very fun and then you know here come nicole kidman and sandra bill to like mess it up and make it all about finding a guy i don't know like mm-hmm. i feel like i would rather watch the movie where they just like all live in their coven in this like cool you know victorian house yeah and just live out their days doing spells and just having a fun I don't know. That sounds like a great movie. But I don't Nic- think we needed guys in this. I don't think that Nicole Kidman ends up with anybody, does she? No. no. But I feel like her, like her, her uh, I feel her story arc is still driven by the fact that like she, she found that she shacked up with this guy. She is basically like he possesses her for a long period of time. So it's still it's still kind of wrapped up in like mm-hmm. some kind of entanglement with a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like the there's also the like subplot where like send the investigator who comes to town. Yes. He's, like, the love interest for Sandra Bullock, who I felt like he didn't really add anything to the. I'm just like, oh, he's there, I guess, yeah. kind of like an impediment, like yeah. Trying to like and she finds some kind of loophole where he isn't cursed. I don't know. She's cast him spell. I don't know. I, yeah, I forget how he like ends. Wait, up yeah, with don't her. they just like break the spell or something? I think I don't know. I can't. Oh yeah, I really cannot remember. It's been in like I watched. I want to say I watched it like last like Halloween and. I can't remember how they, like, break the spell. Well, let's watch a clip, which is called Midnight Margaritas, which I feel like is very our vibes right now. (laughs) I am Newt, toe of frog, will of bat, tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind worm's sting. Barbados lime is just the thing. Fragger's sob like a sailor's stubble. Flip the switch and let the cauldron bubble. (laughs) How <laughs> that clip gets 10 yeah no it's such a fun scene i loved it i feel like i'm like that's that the should highlight. be the whole movie yeah I was like, that's the highlight of the film for me yeah that was absolutely my cottage weekend oh <laughs> that's so nice oh, that's really sisterhood <laughs> okay so moving on to a slightly more muddy version um you've got mail a classic, a cla- that one that one oh that God. oh everybody's like shaking their heads. No, I I love you've got mail. I do. The funny thing is that I feel like you've got mail is one of those like eternal favorites. Like, I guess it's like Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. Like, how do you go Nora wrong? It's Nora Ephron. 
Yeah. It's, yeah, like, also just, like, e- email. Like, it's the AOL, like, a- America Online. Like, it was just, like, it was, like, an acknowledgement of, like, our early technology, internet technologies in a movie, which I think is precious. So, plot line. Internet. So- <laughs> the internet is a thing. Uh, okay, so it's... Uh, it's Tinder... Tom, like yeah tom hanks and meg right they're both like in their separate relationships and they like meet each other in a chat room yeah as i recall and yeah. then they like are talking to each other um and they've also met in real life but don't realize and like and they hate each other they hate each other and i think then tom hanks near, figures out it's meg ryan in the chat room and like like he continues talking to her but she has no idea that this is the man that she has been mm. but also knows in real life and like hates mm-hmm but mm-hmm. she's like she's a bookstore she owns a little bookstore and he is the capitalist giant yeah. who owns and his name is Fox. Like come on. He's very cunning. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that tells you everything you need to know. It's like Fox Books. It's so a- yeah, it's it's a movie about capitalism swallowing swallowing <laughs> the little guy. Yeah. It's so funny though cuz it's like such a relic of of history though because like do you remember around that time when when that was just happening when like yes. Blockbuster came and killed all the video shops and whatever and now you're like Blockbuster's not even around anymore. Like I feel like, like, like Fox <laughs> Yeah, so like Fox Book, Fox Books, we'd be like people used to read books remember and now chapters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dave Chapters and Meg <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'd never, because I've never, I'd never watched a movie before. I watched it like semi, like a couple of months ago, also, and like I'd never watched it. And everyone's like, "This is like a classic film." Like, can I believe you haven't seen this Mag Ryan rom com? And I watched it. I was like, like entertaining movie, but like literally nobody told me that Tom Hanks's character is a crazy, like actually insane. Like he's he's crazy. I was like, no one, no one told me that when I went into this film. He's like. He's a he's a he's, full a, soci- sociopath. he's a full on sociopath <laughs> yeah. in this movie because like he is kind of like stringing her along and she doesn't realize that she's talking to him and he knows that he's talking to her. There's a scene where like they go on a blind. They're supposed to like finally yes, meet up. The thing with the rose or something. And they go they go. They're supposed to go on this date and basically she shows up to the restaurant and he shows up and then just watches her through the window and, and he just never he like never shows up. He just doesn't go inside and I'm like who does that. Yeah, and You're then crazy. I think he still he toys with her online after. Like yeah. he's so he's so mean. I mean, he sounds pretty like modern to me. Yeah, he goes sounds pretty. <laughs> yeah, he sounds pretty like 2018. <laughs> well, I think like it's just it's it's easy to forget that because Tom Hanks is so affable. It's Tom Hanks, and also Nora Ephron always writes really good characters in the sense that like they have great dialogue. It's always it never feels like it's just a surface relationship. Like there is always sort of like an intellectual level to it. So I feel like it's easy to. <laughs> Like, forget that basically Tom Hanks' character is a sociopath who, like, like you know, like, manipulates her, you know, and takes advantage of her online, yeah. you know, through the chat. And doesn't the, the movie end with, like, she also, like, her business, does her business close at the end? Like, yes. He, yes. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. she loses her small business that, like. That her was her mother. That her mother passed on to her, and then she's like stuck with Tom Hanks, who's like a crazy person. She like left Greg Kinnear, who is good looking yes. and fine, Ugh. for like Tom Hanks. Yeah. And then they underused Parker Posey and Dave Chappelle. And he, so I don't like, remember either of them being in that. Parker Posey is like Tom Hanks' like yeah. longtime girlfriend who like he is like unhappy with. I okay. Guess. She's but, like, like she's very severe in the movie. Like yeah. you don't love you don't love her character. I mean I still love her because I'm like, this is Parker, Parker Posey. Posey. Like mm. give her like two more lines, damn it. Like, Does it need all the caviar at the party? 
Yes, he scoops Shouldn't it that, off the side. No, the garnet. The, the yes. garnish, yes. Yeah. But it's the caviar. Like, you, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? He doesn't know how to deal with the garnish? Come on. <laughs> like, it's share it. You know, you take a little bit. You don't scoop the whole thing on your Tostito. Wait, you're talking about Greg Kinnear? No, I, no I, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? That's, that's the first time they meet and, like, get, get into a tiff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair, because he... T- <laughs> Yeah, I'm, the, I'm just saying can't like take that, him anywhere. Yeah, you can't. You really can't. Like, he's very entitled. His his sense of entitlement is like through the roof. He feels like very entitled to like you know dominate like just his entire dominant. Like I mean, he's just a capitalist in every sense of the world. He takes all of the caviar. He steals a lot of time from Meg Ryan that he does, is not entitled to. Mm. Steals a lot of emotional labor from her, and then he makes her business go under. Um, and we're still supposed to like be rooting for them as a couple, and like I for sure do because I love. <laughs> See, I was like, I love like, romance, yeah. but which movie? Um, and I'm like, Greg Kinnear seems perfectly fine. He like I don't know, is a professor or something. He's wearing glasses. He has a smart job. Yeah, yeah, he's so cute. He's I was so like, Greg Kinnear's like not. He's not like you know manipulating you on AOL chat rooms like yeah. Meg Ryan. He's just like there. He's just there. Also, don't go in the chat rooms when you're in a relationship. That's what that I'm just true. saying. It's like, it's just, doesn't that tell you everything? It's emotional like, cheating. Don't, yeah, don't don't emotionally <laughs> cheat. Mm. Okay, we should watch the trailer now that we've, like, I think kind of butchered the plot. <laughs> I turn on my computer. I go online. Welcome. And my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. You've What is going on with you? Is it infidelity if you're involved with someone on email? This woman is the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. Have you had sex? Of course not. I don't even know it. Mm, you mean cyber sex? No. Well, you know what? don't do it. Because the minute you do, they lose all respect for you. I mean, it really, so- it really sold me. I really want to watch it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. And also, it's like a movie of gestures. Like, isn't it like the right. bouquet of sharpened pe- freshly sharpened pencils? Like, uh, Nora Ephron, it, she just writes that stuff she so did. well. Like, all, it's always about moments like meet me on the bridge or like meet me at the top of the, you know, the Empire State. But like, she's just so good at that stuff. Damn, I like want to watch it right yeah. now. <laughs> Even though I know that they, he's a bad man. You know, the thing is, I was, like, I was so entertained by it. And like, Nora Ephron is so good at creating these beautiful movies. I was just like... But he's crazy, you guys. Like, we have to acknowledge that yeah. he is crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you start with that, just as, like, just keep that one in your Yeah, head. no, I'm just like, it's, you gotta, yeah. yeah, it's just a little crazy. Just Yeah, like, there were also so many, like, red flags in that trailer. Yes. Like, she's beautiful, but she's a pill. Yes. And also just, <laughs> My like, tagline. <laughs> the idea of, like, messaging each other but never meeting. Like, isn't that the story of, like, most Tinder That is the story of 2018 it's also. Modern, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, like, yeah, it's pretty, Yeah. But at the time, remember when this came out, it was just like, whoa, like online dating, that's a world. Yeah. And like, imagine getting like stood up or ghosted, but that's like, truly, yeah, no. that's the whole thing about this movie. Oh, oh, she was a clairvoyant Nora Ephron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so rating for this one? I mean, like in my heart, I want to give it like 10 freshly <laughs> sharpened pencils out of 10, but just like. Also, one sociopathic Tom Hanks. One sociopathic like, yeah, like, scoop like, of caviar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do think it's like a, it is like the ten sharpened pencils, and you like have to take away like two just because like Tom Hanks is. Yeah, you know, just because like you tad. know a sociopath sharpened them, a man who doesn't respect you. Yeah. No, you have to like use it, and you know when you'd use a new pencil, and then it would you'd be you'd be like too hard, and it would just like bing, and it yeah. would like break in the middle. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I never, you never used a pencil. <laughs> it's just not, it's not a good, she got, he got them from Dollarama. It's just not a good brand. Right. Yes. Of course he did. Or it's like real lead and you get lead poisoning or something. I don't really know how that works, but. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the, the creme de la creme of, I think, uh, feminism in the nineties, um, <sighs> wild things. Yes. And by creme de la creme, I mean the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> the worst. Well, this one, I could not fucking tell you the plot line. If you, oh, no, I'm like literally <laughs> Googling it right now because I'm like. If you literally had $100 in front of me, I'd be like, I have no clue. Well, it's like a plot <laughs> within a plot. So on the surface, it's about Madeline is a teacher at a, like, he's like a beloved teacher at a high school. Like red flag is, immediately. Yeah. And he is, he is, dis- he is disgraced because of a, uh, some kind of thing that comes out about him is a relationship that he had with an underage student. Um, and I guess the student gets some kind of settlement. And so this is like, a, this is the two protagonists are Denise Richards and Nev Campbell. So there's, so there's like a full first half of the movie that involves like Matt Dillon being taken to court basically. And then the second half of the movie is that you realize he was sort of in on it the whole time and there's some kind of settlement that happens and I guess there's like a payout and I'm like a little bit murky on the details but like essentially like he like the girls and Matt Dillon were in on it together and it was this was all part of a plot to like get some money and remind me does Ned Nev Campbell I know at one point Nev Campbell's like in a body bag but is it fake she didn't she never died yeah, I feel like a death gets faked. This is, again, I feel like I just watched it, but can I say, like, it's kind of a boring movie with yeah. some, like, really sexy highlights. Yes. Like, it doesn't, it's like, the plot doesn't really make sense. And then in the end, I think that, like, yeah, there's a death get that gets faked, but in the end, I think Nev Campbell comes out on top. Um, yes. Like, I think that's like the, that's my main takeaway is like, finally, Nev Campbell comes out on top. And there's also a Kevin Bacon full frontal, correct? Yeah. Yes, you see. And he executive produced this movie. He produced his penis. We watched this. D- DFF, like, did an episode. So if you want to, like, Google drunk feminist films, wild things, you can watch the webisode of this. But yeah, one of our astute observations was that Kevin Bacon executive produced his own <laughs> dick into this movie, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> Way to go. I mean, I guess he had, like, full art, art, artistic control on the lighting. Oh, he made it look its best. It was. It it's was, very large to my memory, but like I was thirteen. Yeah. Well, I'll have seen. It. I have seen it recently, and yeah, no, I, I think it like everything looks. It checks out. It checks out. <laughs> yeah. No, I really. It's one of like I. It's been a while. It's it's been a while since I've seen it. Like it's. I've had no desire to revisit it. And I just remember like. Denise Richardson's boobs. That's I, I have, it's funny that you say that because I feel like I have so much desire to rewatch it, but then when it comes to it, I'm like, no. But I like I think about it all the time, and I remember. And me and my like best friend at the time always like still talk about it. Like remember when we saw it, and we were like so obsessed with it, and like, yeah. Well, I think like the thing that I hated about it, like from a feminist perspective, was that there's so as, much. Essentially, like you know the 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 it's it sort of makes women out to be liars. So especially in the age, the climate that we're in, where we're trying to believe women, and that is like the the message. You watch this movie, and you're just like, oh, the premise of this is to never believe women because they are lying about things that happen to their bodies in order to like profit from them. Um, and they're all like super manipulative and conniving, um, and so the, the it's just a horrible it's a horrible premise, <sighs> um, and you and I don't even know if you can ignore it because there's just so many layers to it. But here are the things that I will say: the outfits are 
incredible. Everyone is sort of wearing white because it's like in Miami. It's like in Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Like it's just very Floridian. It's very like everyone looks like they're about to go on a yacht, but they're not on one. And um, Denise Richards has never looked better. Like she just was at her peak in this movie. Her hair, the slicked back, like wet hair scene. It's so iconic. I mean, it is an advertisement for Florida for sure. Because yes. like, yeah, I Don't mean, it's, you want to go? Yes, I think it's actually. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm very specific about Florida references, and it's actually like Inner Bay, so it's like Tampa. Oh, it's whatever. Tampa, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like it's like trashy Florida. Yeah. Like Miami's like rich Florida, and Tampa's like like swampland. Yeah, there's like a lot. I feel, I feel like there's a sub subplot to this about it being swampland, right? No, like, it's so, yeah. They go to the Everglades for sure. Yes. They go on one of those fan boats. Like I feel like the opening scene is just like like alligators in the Everglades yes and it's so sort of it's totally sort of right. yeah it's it's sort of like like a like a metaphor for like selling swampland you know yeah. like it's like wild things is the advertisement and then like if you were to go it's the same way that what's that show called about the the ones on like uh, on the keys uh bloodline oh shit. it's like the same sort of like fucked up but like amazing advertisement for Florida. Well, like <laughs> Florida man is a real thing, right? And like Matt yes. Dillon is a Florida man and Kevin Bacon is a Florida man. And then there's like a bunch of Florida women. I don't know what that means, but it is a thing. Like if you read a headline that says like Florida man does and you just, you don't even want to finish the headline because you're like, it's for sure really Something messed up. Something fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I will say one thing. I'm glad the 90s are over because I'm glad I don't see Matt Dillon. I just don't like Matt Dillon. He's got a like sort of hateable face I really don't, Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad he's not thriving anymore. Where is he? Where is he <laughs> at know. anymore? I don't even know. I'm going to IMDB him right now. Should we watch the clip and I'm going to IMDB him? Yes. Wow. Looks brand new. Aren't you forgetting something? <laughs> Your coupon. We got to have it. Oh, yeah, that thing. Uh, can't we just... Rules are rules, Mr. Lombardo. Okay, let me look for it. Uh, Mr. Lombardo, we're running kind of late. How about if Nicole goes on to the Mansons? You could give me a ride when you find the ticket. No, no, just give me a minute. I think okay. that's, we've seen enough. We've seen you know? enough? I was just, I was, like, I was literally just like, okay, on to the next one. <laughs> um, yeah, so then she will cry. Like, she, then she, then the, whole, the, the rest of the movie goes on to, you know, Denise Richards, um, says that she was assaulted by Magdalene and then and then of course we find out that she was in on it the whole time. It's just it's so problematic. It's like I don't even want to finish the sentence that talk, talks about the plot. Oh can I can I just say Magdalene has not been up to anything good, I'm honest. Good. <laughs> well like what? Like what he was hasn't like I okay, so it's a real who's that of, or what's that of. <laughs> <laughs> like he was in something called Rock Dog which was an animated feature. He was in something called Going in Style. Uh I feel like this was like um, All of these movies sound made up. A, a, a Michael Caine, like Morgan Freeman movie. I kind of remember it. What's it called? Going in style. Like I feel like it's like it's our last heist or whatever. Oh. I don't know. It was like a, yeah, it was a bucket like, list about like breaking the law. Or something. I feel like Morgan Freeman has made like twenty of those movies yeah. in the last five years. It was it was the bucket list twelve going in style. Um, <laughs> no, he just hasn't been like something called Pawn Shop Chronicles. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> wait, I want to I want to watch this I, after seeing a clip from. Wild things, I feel like absolutely he's in something called Pawn Shop, like Chronicles. <laughs> no, he's been just like, and he's like guest starred in Modern Family. Like, it's not good. So you, your wish came true. He truly went away. Um, I hexed him. Yeah, you did. 
Another thing that I will say about about Wild Things is it sort of has that like classic like porn trope where it was like, I'm so scared. And then like, we may as well fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like the entrance into the lesbian scene. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like there's like tension. There's like some other unspoken tension. And then for some reason, the release is that like they have they have sex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad about this. I'm not like the, the pool. It's the pool scene. right? Yes. It's great. It's great. It's like one of the best yes. movie scenes of the 90s, I think. I mean, it's the most iconic. It's the most like, yeah, it's the scene that you were never allowed to talk about until you became like, like allowed yeah, for to talk sure. about it. Everyone loved it. Everyone who was in the scene wanted to be there. Everyone looked great. Um, Denise Richards, like acting style, and this is something that we talk about in our DFF episode of Wild Things, is she like, it's not so much acting as it is just like whatever she's doing with her head. So it's like she's jutting her chin mm. or she's like nodding a lot. Like I just, I, I really like her physical acting <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm trying to say something about her that isn't just like she's got great boobs I mean yeah it was the, the, pinna- <laughs> the pi- definitely the pinnacle of her breasts that's yeah for sure. no I like I also like I really don't remember any other movie that has like Denise Richards in it she's in like a Bond movie I don't I think you're Ma- right I yeah think she's probably like she, in she's one the, movie. yeah she's, she's in, like, like a, something with Pierce Brosnan yeah I feel. no yeah. she's like a terrible Bond girl and then like this movie and it's like that's it I'm, I mean, her I would like to bring back, for sure. Yeah, no. I Wasn't would... she married to Kid Rock? Am I making that up? She was married to Charlie Sheen. Unfor- Charlie Sheen, unfortunately, okay. Unfortunately, no yeah, one deserves yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, right. How could I have forgotten that? I know, she survived Charlie Sheen. She's honestly a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so much respect. Yeah, no, bring her back. <laughs> Nothing but respect for my Denise Richards. <laughs> um, so, rating of this one. Oh. I don't know, Kyrell, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to give it five wet t-shirts out of five only because i really like out of five out of out of ten i should say sorry <laughs> um, like wow no, well, no it does not. for sure have a minimum of five wet t-shirts Ex- in extremely it. yes it's just like one of those movies where like i watched it and i think i, I kind of watched it like at home with my like my mom was home and i was like in my no for some reason, my, no my parents like <laughs> let me have a tv in my room where okay. i'd be like watching it and i'd have to like turn it off and like turn it back on and the tv's like so hot yeah and it's like on mute and i've like maybe like missed vital parts of it where i'm like but like parts I remember, like I remember them. But it was also wasn't like the most like scandalous like movie I watched as like a preteen. What were what was the scandalous cis movie you watched as a preteen? I remember this like really shitty Lifetime movie with maybe Alicia Silverstone or the either or Melissa Joan Hart. Those two people are interchangeable. Very to me. interchangeable. Pardon? Yeah, Alicia Silverstone and Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> are, are interchangeable to me. Uh. I mean, one of them was Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and the other one was Cher. But I understand that, like, they are <laughs> like both blonde very, white ladies. Like, both very blonde. But it's like this one. It's like a terrible Lifetime movie where she's like dating this guy, and then she somehow convinces him to like kill her parents. Whoa. Like she basically like fakes like. It actually sounds really familiar. She like fake. She basically like she yeah. She convinces him to kill her, and then the, in the trial it comes out that she because she told him like my dad is like very abusive, and it turns out she like faked a like bruise or whatever, and then she's like convinced this like white trash dude she's dating, and he yeah, has to yeah, go to jail, yeah, yeah. and he's like trying to convince the jury like no, she's like crazy and like manipulative, and she just wanted me to kill her parents, and like I'm in jail now, and she's like. Oh living, my god! I want to see this movie so living badly. Living a great life with like an insurance settlement or whatever. It kind of reminds me of The Crush, which is the, which is Alicia Silverstone's first movie. But I don't think it's involved with killing her parents. I think it's like she's dated. She, she gets obsessed with somebody. She becomes obsessed with her like 
Maybe he's a teacher. He's definitely isn't, older. Isn't her friend's dad? Like, I, I vaguely think I know what you're talking about. It's, I think he's maybe like a neighbor or a teacher. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I think it's, wait, I forget who it is. Is it Carrie Elwes maybe? I think I so. Yeah. I think I'm, I, I and, uh, yeah. And she's, she's like 16 or so. And then she, he, he, I don't know. There's some sexual like tension going on and then she's becomes obsessed with him and like, yeah something happens i, I think know. the movie i'm talking about is i think it's Sounds i want to similar say it's, i think yeah. it's melissa joan hart though I'm okay like, i feel like i feel like it's her well also just like it's funny that, i mean we can't we, we can't ask for much from the year of 1998 in terms of like progressive themes so i will say that like wild things acknowledging like that sexuality happens on a spectrum and that like queer people exist or, or people who like are are you know attracted to like the same gender exist like that already feels pretty progressive that's even interesting. if it was even if it was sort of just for ratings and for <laughs> like I, I feel like it was exploited like it was yeah exploited, but that's was, how I feel about it like I yeah but I, I sort of feel like it's like seems like performative like it was, it's just like yeah no I think I think it I think it is but I'm just like that like it, we're just even thinking about it like from an from a 2018 perspective like if the same movie came out, it just wouldn't, like, it would have to look a lot different. But I don't think it would be as scandalous to see two women yeah. Like, yeah. having a sex scene in a pool the way that it really felt in 1990. It did feel, like, pretty, it was really pushing it. Um, so, you know, in the in the sense that it even acknowledges, a, like, queerness in sex, I'll, I'll give it a, like, a okay. small head nod. <laughs> But I feel like <laughs> it is still done very much for the male gaze. Like, yeah, for I mean, sure. I will still like I, I will say it's yeah, like I, I'm, I'm trying really hard to remember a movie before while things were like there is even like any coupling that isn't like a man and a woman showgirls. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's that before. That was that's ninety five. Oh, that's, that's my favorite okay, movie yeah. of all time. Oh my time. gosh, the, I'm so sorry for the erasure <laughs> on my part. Yeah, I mean it's not really like they're they're they never really like get it together. There's just a lot of sexual tension between them, but nothing actually ever had that happening. Yeah, I would, I would argue that there's like a lot of sexual t- tension and like great chemistry with a lot of the like friendships in teen like in girl teen movies, but you know we never see it like. Ha, ha, they never get it on. Yeah, like in Bring It On, like I think Kirsten Dunst and Eliza mm. were supposed to be a couple. Like I think that's how I was, read something about that recently. I feel like the movie yeah. like, was originally written, then they were a couple, and then for whatever. Oh, reason. that would have been perfect. Like that. When I mean, you it, watch it, you're like, no, I see it, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that if they did it today, like if they made it today, somebody would have like green lit that as a plot point, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ends up with such a basic guy. Ugh, whatever. I also no, thought he was so hot. No, he's hot. Right I love yeah, Jesse I thought Bradford. he was so hot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, that, well, that's that's all for the the roster of lit of uh, of movies. 1998 is a good like. It's an amazing. No, year. Like, like, like yeah, it's like American History X and like Mulan came out as oh, well. Mulan, yeah. Mulan it's, was 98. Yeah, yes. and it was oh, like whoa. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's like a long. It's list a good of, movie. Like, yeah, like really. It's also a lot of like good movie, like I said before about how the movies I like rated it in my. It's also Spice World, big one. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my god. Spice, Spice World was so big. I remember like Spice World was so big that year. Like it was crazy. Oh, I should have put Spice World in here. Oh well. We did a DFF Spice World. I remember it was like so physically fun. fighting someone over like a Spice Girls like trading card. In oh, absolutely. <laughs> I still would. Like I was like, no, I want that. 
I am still just, I think I'm still just as obsessed as I was. Like, they never get old to me. Also, no candy has ever tasted as good as the Spice Girls. The Chuba Chubs? No, like the foot that you would lick oh, yes. in the pot for us. Oh, the Chuba, look, yeah, they're both really good. They were both There's... really, I think they're both ma- manufactured by Chuba Chips, but like the foot with the Pop Rocks was so tasty. And the gum with the tattoos. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, My school is like really close to like a convenience store and they were really making a killing that year. Oh, absolutely. Selling. They also sold the like shitty little plastic rings that each came with like a different character and you could collect. It was like oh, five yes. for each. Like, I had all of them. Spice Girl. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I was really uh, busy collecting those. That I have year. a Backstreet Boy one. It's in my time capsule. As <laughs> are all my Chuba Chub rapers. My Chuba Chub rapers. My Chuba Chub rappers are all in my time capsule. Anyway, well, thanks for listening, guys. Where where um, can we find DFF next? You, um, we have a screening coming up. We haven't announced it yet, but you can go to our website, drunkfeministfilms.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like we're everywhere. And we will be back in May at the Royal first screening. We just picked it today. I'm really excited, but we haven't announced it yet. Um, but here are some hints. It is, uh, it's either late 90s or early 2000s, and it is iconic pop culture canon. <laughs> and we've never done it before. And those are all that I, that's all I will say. But I'm it's going to be good. Really long list of options there. I'm just gonna <laughs> like off the, top of, off the top of. I bet of, you could. Get, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to guess it all. I think you've already done this, but I feel like at the, at the top of my head, I want to say like Crossroads. Ugh, we did an episode of Crossroads. Should we do a screening? Like, do you think people would come? I would have thousand yes. percent come. Crossroads is actually secretly super feminist. Yes, we'll Shonda do. Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes made Crossroads. Well, yeah, really funny. I was having drinks the other day like on Sunday with like some good friends and one of my friends was like Britney Spears has never made any contributions to pop culture not like Eminem and then we all extremely proceeded to like do you drag fight, them to, yeah to I fight hope them. you drag them like we, for a night an entire like <laughs> night oh no we like well because we also we, our server had just happened to come up at that point we're like can we like can you come in on this can you like yell at him as well oh my god absolutely and I was like have you never watched Crossroads Criterion Collection movie Crossroads <laughs> Directed by Shonda Rhimes? Yeah. Amazing film. I used to think. Yeah, it's just a really good soundtrack. I mean, it really, yeah. Fuck. I still feel like I'm not a girl yet, not a woman. Yeah, like it's, it really captured a feeling. I recently just started following a Britney Spears exclusive um, Instagram. It's called Fuck Yes Britney. Um, it's amazing. It's just endless clips of her doing anything. It's, amazing. I That's suggest what I want. that everybody follow it. What year did Crossroads it. come out? Or later. I want to say it's like 2001, 2003, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, maybe we'll do crossroads, but not this one. But follow us everywhere. Our next screening is going to be so good. They usually sell, like, they usually sell out. They do. They do. It usually sells out in less than a day. So if you're planning to join us IRL, um, definitely sign up for our mailing list so we can let you know when tickets go on sale. And if you're not, if you're, you know, not from Toronto, if you're listening elsewhere, um, we do webisodes. So we're on YouTube. So find us there. Thanks. And you can follow Capsule 98 on Instagram. We're actually on Twitter now, which is a relatively new thing. We're at the Capsule 98 on Twitter. And we're also on YouTube as well at Capsule 98. We have we've got these episodes up on YouTube as well if you prefer staring at a screen that says nothing other than the episode title. <laughs> it's but it's good that you can like add it to your yeah. YouTube. Playlist. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Um and yeah, tweet us, Instagram us, let us know if you have any questions or thoughts or any movies that we missed, or you disagree with the fact that Matt Dillon should disappear forever. I mean oh. <laughs> has not added anything to the culture, I think. 
I mean, it's you're probably right. It's a weird face. And I forgot that I always like to end my episodes with um, trying to make fetch happen, which is my um, my favorite saying that I made up in 1996, which is um, get out of my facial act. So if you could just like help me with it, just like <laughs> I've heard you I will say this that before. immediately. <laughs> yeah, um, get out of my facial act unless you are. I think Matt Dillon should tweet tweet capsule at the capsule 98. Tell us you're alive. Tell us what you're doing. <laughs> and we will not tell you to get out of our facial act. <laughs> Carol, want to give it a last hurrah? Get out of my facial... Who, who am I telling this to? Just like any, Matt, Matt Dillon. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel bad now because he's not in anything except for Pawn Stars Challenge or something. <laughs> so I don't want to tell him that. Get into our facial Yeah, Matt, Matt Dillon, like, I, I take back what I said. I want you to thrive. <laughs> Sorry, I was so mean before you. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye.